Well, welcome back. It's good to see you again. I am Andrew Marquez, and this is the Baptist on the Bible podcast. Here is your 7 at 7 devotion, a seven-minute encouragement from Scripture offered every Monday and Friday at 7 a.m. Today, we're going to continue plugging through 1 Peter chapter 4. Uh, This is uh, the series that we're discussing is suffering the way into God's will. All of chapter 4 is bookended with the idea of seeking God's will and finding it in the midst of suffering. It's just an intense and wonderful passage because as we begin to look around us and feel like suffering might be coming our way, we recognize as Christians that we are not uh, to be surprised by this, but rather that this is norm. This is what is uh, common for Christians in every era, that we might come to times where things get difficult, where we, in fact, are uh, subjected to suffering. And so knowing that, we looked at how we need to be armed for the affliction that would come. We need to cease from sinning. We need to rattle those that revile us by living such godly lives that they look at us and say, wow, uh, I can't bring any charges against that person. And then we need, we need to vindicate our own uh, verdict, live in such a way that we're looking towards the final judgment. And the one that we care about is Christ. And because of that goal, that focus, we can endure hardship and difficult things being said and brought against us by others because the final judge has the final say. And so we're looking at verses 7 through 11 today, and let's go ahead and read those verses together and then jump into the text. It says, But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. All right, and so this is kind of the central point of the whole chapter where uh, what do we do in the midst of suffering or while we're waiting for suffering to come? We serve. And so the focus of today is sustained through service. Christians in the midst of suffering, awaiting suffering, surrounded by suffering, will serve one another, and that will sustain us. And so let's look at this. First of all, the end is near, so live like it. It says, the end of all things is at hand. I remembered a story from Kierkegaard that he tells of a great uh, show that was going on. It was a variety show in town, and every act was more extravagant than the act that came before. And people were just finishing every act with great applause and excitement. And finally, someone rushed in and yelled, fire, there's a fire. And everyone thought it was part of the show. And they all applauded. Every time he said there was a fire, they applauded. And finally, he gave up and left. And unfortunately, that building collapsed under the flames that had taken um, hold of the upper floor. And many people died because they did not recognize the serious threat that the end was near. They thought it was part of the show. I tell that because many of those today that are kind of shirking the warnings that God has given in Scripture and those that are being uh, preached and proclaimed from the pulpits and told by the evangelists, uh, people are ignoring that and they almost look at us as a sideshow sometimes for the amusement of some. Some might think it's dangerous, but really they're going to continue enjoying the show until the very end and their demise is met. It's very, very tragic. But as Christians, we look at things and we say, uh, despite that reality, we're going to live like the end is near. We're going to live with open eyes to the warnings that have been given. And in so doing, we're going to start practicing some things seriously. We are going to be deliberate in prayer. All right? We are not going to be... uh, 
weak in our prayer. We're not going to be haphazard in our prayer. We're going to be fervent in our prayer. And what does a fervent prayer look like? Well, if you think of Elijah and the example given by James, it is dedicated, intentional prayer, often accompanied with fasting. And the desire is to stay in the fight with God until he gives us an answer. Answer. Most people believe that the situation in the Old Testament where Jacob is wrestling with the angel at night is that Jacob is wrestling with God in prayer over the worry of meeting his brother Esau and that he is changed forever in prayer. We need to be fervent in prayer, deliberate in prayer, fervent in love. We have to love one another. This is the great command that Christ gave and reiterated over and over. John tells us over and over, love one another and then be hospitable. Welcome without whining. If you have an opportunity to serve another brother in Christ or be hospitable to them, share your goods, allow them into your house, do so without grumbling. Don't whine about it. The end is near, live like it. And then steward your gifts by using your gifts. We have two gifts that are discussed here, one of ministering by word and the other by ministering uh, in action. God gives us different gifts. And for those of you that are called to teach, uh, use that gift prepare to teach, come prepared, and come with something to deliver because people that are coming to learn have been faithful to show up. And those that have been called to other actions into certain realms of service, maybe the gift of helps, uh, use those gifts. Quit sitting on the sideline and letting other church members exhaust themselves because you did not take part in the service. You know, the old saying, if you don't use it, you'll lose it, is not completely without merit. If we don't use the gifts God has given us, he might not allow us to retain those gifts, and he might give them to someone else. And you can't just dust it off and bring it to uh, the game anytime you wish. Finally, we glorify the giver. We recognize that all good things come from the Lord. If you are ministering, remember that God gave you the ability to minister. If you are glorifying God through action, remember that he gave you the ability to do the action because to him belong the glory and dominion forever. Uh, Bach, the great composer, at the end of every one of his pieces, put the initials SDG, sola de gratia, to God alone be the glory. And he did so as a constant reminder that even though he was given the ability to compose great pieces, it was God who had given him the ability and God alone deserved the praise. So how will we be sustained in the midst of suffering? We serve. I'd leave you with this question today. Are you serving the Lord today and in what way? And if you are not, why not? I hope that challenges you and I hope you have a great and glorious day. Take care.